Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cooking with Positivity. I am your host, Zykeia McCoy. Here at Cooking with Positivity, we like to focus on positivity leading to success, whether that be in your business, in your love life, or in your everyday decision making. I'm going to go ahead and kick us off with our positivity poem for the month. Love is the greatest positivity you can put into the world. Blend it up, drink it, and embody what love is. Love thyself, give yourself all the attention in the world. And love thy family with the overpour of affection to love thy neighbor and bring positivity to the universe. It is Tuesday, so you know what that means. It's Talk About It Tuesday. When we come back, we'll be joined by our co-host and CWP family member, Kimberly Biggs. Hi, Cooking with Positivity family. Hump Day is almost here, and I want you to make sure you join us on Wednesday for some riveting host chat, maybe an interview, and some movie talk right here on Cooking with Positivity. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Well, I have. I have dreamed of starting my own podcast for so long, and I felt it would be a great way to showcase my business as a caterer and a writer and promote my business. And one of my favorite people suggested Anchor to me. And I tried Anchor and I love it. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing, and monetizing your podcast. If you want your podcast heard on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are heard, then Anchor is right for you. So if you want to live your dream, create your own podcast with easy and great tools such as background and description and distributing your podcast on multiple platforms, go to anchor.fm slash start and start living your dream of your podcast today. Now we are joined by our CWP family member. Biggs, Kim, how are you? How are you today? I am good. Now, we are going to talk about how we spent our Valentine's Day. Okay. Now, if you guys follow me on social media, you saw the seafood feast, but we didn't get to enjoy it too much because my daughter Royal is sick. So that kind of put a damper on the mood. As far as our family times day, because that's what we call it when we spend uh, Valentine's Day together. Kim, how did you spend Valentine's Day? Um, enjoying myself. <laughs> enjoying yourself. Do you yeah. care to elaborate just a little bit? <laughs> um, brought myself something to eat, relax, enjoy my enjoy count. So time with count. All right. Love don't I love don't count. Now I wasn't the only person who spent uh Valentine's Day with their kids. A few celebrities also spent Valentine's Day with their kids, like Tia Mary, Andy Cohen, and Portia Williams, just to name a few. That are part of the Family Times Day crew who spent Valentine's Day with their kids. While other celebs 
such as Carrie Underwood spent Valentine's Day with their fur berries. Now, Kim, you have a fur baby. Yes. Now, did you spend Valentine's Day with him? Was he included in your enjoying Kim? Yes. And then Saturday, I enjoyed my Valentine's with my granddaughter. But, um, yes, I had a good time with my fur baby, like always, my shadow. He's my shadow. <laughs> now, did you give him a gift? I've seen online that was a big, big thing this year. A lot of people were getting their pets gifts. Um, yeah, he got a gift. He got to lay on the edge of the bed for a little while. <laughs> oh, well, there are some fur mamas and daddies who went the extra mile. I've seen um, one story where there was actually a candlelight dinner for the fur baby. There was actually um, squeaky toys specifically for Valentine's Day. And there was this uh, special brand of, uh, what is it, catnip for Valentine's Day? Mm -hmm. And the catnip looked a little red for a Valentine's Day symbol. Now, well, no, I ain't go all, no, I ain't do all that for my birthday. <laughs> but he got, he got, he got to lay on the edge of the bed for a little while, which he dying to do. So that was his treat. He got to be on the bed. And we ate um, some popcorn together. So okay, hopefully he got a treat. He ate popcorn. Yeah, he ate popcorn. Now it is scientifically proven that fur babies give you unconditional love, yes. especially dogs. Yes, and they look for amazing ways to fit into your life. Yes, yes, they do. Uh, my fur baby, even though he's a pit bull, he he can tell when um um. You see, it's like I call um. I say that he's. I tell everybody, it's like he's human, right? And he knows if I say "sir," he's okay. If I say "Osiris," them ears drop down, and he <laughs> knows he's in trouble. Um, but besides that, he he knows when I'm upset. He comes. He lay his. He lay his paw on my lap, or he put his head in my lap, and he he just whine, and I rub him and whatnot, and he just he just does that. Uh, I I can tell you a quick story. When I first got him, um, I wasn't really looking for a pit bull because I had a Shih Tzu for almost fifteen years. Oh, and that's my dream dog. Right, so my son and I had got his brother. And um, when I went over there with them to get the get, well, I just went over there with them. And when all of them came out, this is like a couple of months after my mom passed. Um, he was his eyes was jet sky blue, and he was really, really, really skinny. You can see his bones. Oh, and he said I should put him down. And I was like, what? And we just kept staring. I kept staring at him. I kept staring at him. And I was like, well, how much you want for him? She said, well. It, Fifteen hundred dollars. She said, "I'm putting that one down." So, oh no, yeah, because he was the he was the rut of the bunch. Twenty five dollars when he first shot. So I gave her twenty five dollars, and he is still out of kicking today. And um, because he was so small that he was on the bed, 
And I'm telling you, at first, when he got a little bit bigger, he would just sit there and stare at me, just stare at me the whole time. And I used to say, something wrong with this dog. Something is wrong with this dog. And, um, <laughs> but what he was doing was he was watching me. But then as I figured it out, when I closed my eyes, he would close his eyes. And when I, if he thought I was asleep, then he would lay down and he would go to sleep. So he would watch to make sure I go to sleep first before he went to sleep. And he still does that today. Wow. He sit at the edge of my bed and sit there and just watch me and look at me at when it's time to go to bed. And, and as soon as I close, I could just pretend like I closed my eyes. And then he would lay down right next to the bed and he would go to sleep. If I move, he sit right up. See, there's is there is a kinship with uh, animals and their owners, for sure. They're more like family, and I find that your story is very intriguing. I've always connected to the rents of the litter, no matter what, no matter what the situation. Like we had a dog, her name was Baby, and she was a pit bull mixed with uh, what is it? Uh, master. Uh-huh. Yeah, and she she gave birth, and it was like after she gave birth, she was like, she done. The puppies drained her. And there was the one runt of the litter. He was just so boisterous, so yippy. We called him Rock, Rocky. And when the dad came around, he was like, get out of here. Like, he didn't want, you know, the dad dog around. But the oh. only time he would be, you know, away from his mom or away from his siblings was when he was in my room. And he would curl up under the bed and just sit and just watch. I would be in my room writing or watching a movie or something. And if anybody came in the door, smallest thing in the world, <laughs> but he barking like he like the biggest thing out here. Yes. And he wouldn't allow them in the room until I gave him the head nod or said it's okay. Uh huh. So I get well, that kinship. Yes. Yeah. So you seen you been in my house. You seen how how he's not that big. He comes up to my knee. Now, if you see his brothers and his sisters, they are like four or five times bigger than what he is. But that's still my baby. Um, you know, I walk and walk a lot, and um, and I tell you what I do where I live at, where I walk. You know, my aunt always say she was nervous for me, carry some mace. You never know. But now when I walk, they people walk across the street just like you. Okay. <laughs> he's not that really that big, but if you look at him, like um, which is so funny. Uh, we was in a car yesterday. I had him with me. Um. And going to my son's house, as soon as I turn that block, he knows where we're going, and he start whining and crying, acting like a true mother. And my son said, but when I get to, like, the sixth house from his house, his brother, my dog is Osiris, their dog is Osiris. He said, he know I'm coming because Osiris automatically just started hollering and screaming like he lost his nut, lost his mind. <laughs> and when we pull up, He's like, like, how you know I'm coming? And what you doing outside? He's like, so I started asking, he said, well, they call him, uh, say, because he lives society. 
say started acting crazy. Sit house down, so I knew you was coming. <laughs> and see, it's it's the nurture and the care and the love that you put into whatever the relationship is, whether it be your kids, whether it be your grandkids, whether it be your fur baby. I think that shows because I was told all of my life that cats don't like affection, right? Cats like for you to neglect them, ignore them. That's when they feel the happiest, which is strange because when they are, you know, little kittens, they want to be nursed and loved. Now, we had a cat who he went through a lot. As a cat, he thought he was a dog at first. He used to be barking. <laughs> he used to be barking. I I tell this story a lot, but he used to meow a lot at the TV if he seen like other dogs or if he seen cats. And when the mailman used to come, he used to jump in the window and he used to meow, meow, meow like he was barking. <laughs> and he got into a situation with this other cat. In the neighborhood, and he lost it. And my mom was like, we can't let him back in here because my sister, Isis, was a baby at the time. And she was like, I can't have him. Because he used to escape. Like, he used to uh, jump out the windows. He used to run out the door. Like, when somebody would, you know, come in or out just so he could be with this cat. And they end up having kittens. And the cat, I don't know what happened to this cat. But she left our cat with the kittens. And there were two surviving kittens. And one, I took the the last surviving kitten into my room. This is when I was pregnant with, with my daughter, with Royal. And I took the kitten into my room and I nursed the kitten back to health because the kitten looked like it was on its last life. And when I tell you that kitten followed us, we moved, I want to say, at least three times after that. That kitten followed me from every house we moved to. All right. And it was it was eerie because at first I was like, you know, he ran away. We thought he got, you know, eaten by another dog, but it was, it wasn't. The case, he will pop up just randomly. And I was like, what the heck? And then I seen him and our old cat one time, like, together. And I was like, oh, my God, like, you found your dad. It was so, it was such a reality show, watching these animals make it through, like, the neighborhood, make it through the turbulence of life that we deal with as humans and he followed me like he he found me every time except for this last time I don't know if I moved too far or if there's too many strays in my neighborhood but he did not follow me here but he definitely followed me a bunch of times well I mean I think they're very lovable because you know my granddaughter you know Kalia um you know, she has severe chronic asthma, which is really bad. Mm-hmm. So when she stays tonight, um, 
you know, her reason is differently. She get a treatment every night. She get a treatment in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, she get a treatment during the night. But if her breathing is something really bad and she's sleeping, now Osiris will, and even though he's not that big, he still got the strength of a pit bull. He know how to wake you up. He, I said, you better stop hitting me because I think he be hitting me because <laughs> he will hit you and um, then he will lay his head on her chest. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, she need the treatment. Okay, so we get that's when is the beating is hard, and he they, he 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 does. So you know, a lot of people got you know the stigmatization about pit bulls, but um, my pit bull is very lovable, right? Very lovable. Um, he's very protective of me and my granddaughter. Um, my son found that out by coming in the house. Um. He wasn't mad at me. Him and his girlfriend just got in an argument, and he came up the stairs, all you know, all huffy puffy. Uh-huh. That girl, that girl, and because he was walking towards me, not to attack me, but when he, he was walking towards me in an aggressive way, his guard was up. Yeah, <laughs> that made him know because that um tried to rip his arm off. <laughs> <Tell you that. laughs> and, and 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 the thing about it is, he know. We got them at the same time. They had play dates. They could come in and out. You, you seen them when you first came over. Mm-hmm. I mean, you to death. Smell you to death. <laughs> but if you are coming towards me in any type of aggressive way, he will let you know. So it was a shock. We said that we were shocked. Like, uh, I don't believe he's attacking me. Oh, <laughs> don't, don't try it. Mm-hmm. You don't play that. Don't, don't come to mama. Don't come at mama like that. And it's true what they say about the dog's scent. The dogs pick up your scent. Because, like I told you, my uh, dog baby, she had a whole litter. And we gave one of the puppies to um, my aunt's ex in New York. And he feeds his dog steak. He makes whole meals for him. Ever since he was a puppy, he's up there living a the lavish lifestyle. So when he came back down for a visit, like we haven't seen him since he was a puppy. Now he's no longer a puppy. I'm gonna say this: he is. He's like the size of a big old bear, even though he's still, you know, puppy age. He's huge. Yeah. And so they had to take him upstairs and put him in a room in my aunt's house so, you know, the little kids and stuff wouldn't be afraid coming in the house. Now, on the door, you can hear him, like, scratching and sniffing and trying to trying to get out. My mother walked into the room, and they were like, don't do that. Don't go in the room. He ain't know. He don't know you. He hasn't seen you. This and the third. I don't want anything to happen to you. She walked in that room. He jumped up on her. He sniffed her. And then he start he started to try to lick her face. Yeah. And he was it, my mother was like, Yeah, he remember me. See? Ain't nobody scared of him. He just a big old baby. And, that's right. and that's exactly that's exactly how he treated her the whole the whole rest of the time they were here. He was all underneath her. She had to tell him, All right now, sit down. That's right, sit, sit. You you've been here. 
Are you looking to expand your gift-giving ideas? Well, you should check out Tipsy Chicks. They have fun and stylish drink accessories and tipsy tags that will turn a mundane life into a party wherever you go. Whether you are going on a camping trip, you can bring your folding chairs and your easily accessible folding flask, or you can start the party while you're waiting in line to get into your favorite hot spot. Be sure to stop by Tipsy Chicks, that's T-I-P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-S dot com today and grab a gift that keeps on giving. Welcome back, guys. Now, one of the things I found interesting is the amazing things that kids are doing when I say are doing, they are creating businesses, they are inventing things. There is a young girl in Connecticut who created the shovel boots because she said she was bored, there's not much to do in Connecticut, and then she wanted an easier way to shovel snow and make some money. So she created these boots. Now, the boots are as you would expect, they look like boots with shovels on them. But it makes it so much easier to shovel snow. And, you know, in Connecticut, they get that heavy snow. Yes. So it's plenty of snow to shovel. And then also, nine-year-old uh, girl created the bather. And now the bather is to clean your back. Now, I don't know about you, but I can't always reach the middle, the very, very middle of my back when I'm taking a shower. And so the bather, it gets that middle part of your back. You put the the helmet on and you just scrub away. You let that scrubber do its job. And it gets oh. the whole entire back. Yes. I said, I got to get me one. But she, and she created this by watching her cat. You know, cats clean themselves. And she said she saw the cat 
you know, cleaning itself and the cat couldn't reach its back. And she said, well, I wonder how humans, you know, deal with this problem. So she created the bather. I thought that was amazing. Look. <laughs> and so, yes, and it's uh, it's very practical, and it's not it's no must no fuss. So I definitely want to get um get me one of those. Also, we have amazing dogs doing amazing things. There is a dog in Canada who helps his owner do the laundry. What? Yes. Now he he you know of like certain washing machines they have the timer and certain dryers have the timer to let you know that the load is finished. And so one day I guess the owner was taking too long. <laughs> she was on the phone and he went in and he started to pull the clothes out of the washing machine and put them into the dryer. <laughs> All right. I thought that was amazing. I said, I need to get me a dog, and I need to train him up help me clean up around this house. <laughs> because this is phenomenal. And I like that. I like that. Yeah, she said she found... Yeah, a quick tip that I found out on... A quick tip that I found. For a lot of people, and I don't know why, in Virginia, we haven't had any snow yet, but we need some snow to kill some of these germs in the air. Right. The first snow is to kill the germs. The second snow you need is to go outside and clean in and go set it in. But what a lot of people do not know is that you can go to Dollar Tree anywhere and buy a small bag of cat litter, even if you don't have any animals, and cat litter works. Just like salt on ice. Oh, wow. Yes. I, did, I definitely didn't know that. Yeah, I'm sure you could buy a bag of... Do- a, yeah, Canada does the same thing. It melts the ice before you want to sit that side. It does the same thing. Well, I'm definitely going to be checking that out for next yeah. year because um, who knows with this Virginia weather, what type of <laughs> weather we're going to get coming into these next few months. Hopefully, it's no snow. I hope it does not only get killed some of these germs in the air. These germs seem to be killed in the air. See, but it's a toss-up here in Virginia because you get the get rid of the germs, but then you get the whole city shut down. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I say we need the first snow because you got to think. As we know so far, um, three schools in Chesterfield County got shut down because the flu is going around that bad. Two schools in Richmond City got shut down because the flu was going around that bad. Stomach viruses, it, it, we need that snow to clear the air out, just to clear out the germs out the air. If you say so. I'm not. <laughs> so, that's what snow does. Snow does clear the air, clear all the germs out the air. That's why you always go up. Don't eat that snow. Not the first snow, but the second and the third snow. Now, I do miss living in New York with the snow, and I was born in Chicago. I do miss the snow. I'll miss the hawk, but I miss the snow. <laughs> I miss the snow that I grew up with in New York. Like, I know it's snow. I used to walk to school in the snow, up to my neck. So, I didn't know of a snow day until I moved to Virginia. You're right about that. We did get a, believe it or not, it's so strange that how 
we grew up in the same neighborhood. Did I know each other? But we grew up in the same neighborhood. Right. And we to Virginia, and we we know each other. But we did not know each other, and we lived in the same neighborhood. But um, I, like I tell my sons, um, we still went to school. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, we went to school to no buses. We call it public transportation. We call it the train or the bus. We got a bus pass or a train pass, and they yeah. still cannot stand on a bus pass or a train pass. And see, I told this story a while ago on uh, Cooking with Positivity, but the first snow day ever I experienced, my mom thought I was lying. She thought I was trying to get out of going to school. And I was the only kid at the bus stop for one for me, having to take a school bus to school was, you know, a culture shock. Because, like you said, I'm used to being on public transportation. I'm used to getting on a train. I was not used to getting on a bus and sitting in a signed seating and doing that whole big gambit. <laughs> so I went to the bus stop, and I'm standing out there. I had to stand out there for at least 20 minutes. And no one came. I'm looking around. No bus came. And so I finally said, you know, let me walk home and tell my mother. And she was like, you full of it? Bleep, 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 bleep. You done missed that bus on purpose. You trying not to go to school. This, that, and the third. I was like, I was out there on time. There's no way I missed the bus. That's number one. Number two, nobody else is out there. I've been standing out there all of this time. Nobody else is out there. She was cursing me out so bad. And then, like, at, at the same time, the news was on. And at the bottom of the screen, it said my school was closed. She was like, oh, you was right. I guess go lay back down. She didn't apologize or nothing. She just was like, okay, I guess you go lay back down. You was right. I was like, wow. In the way. Yeah, you know, they shut down schools in a minute. They shut down everything here in Virginia. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like if they see it's going to be a certain temperature, it's going to be too cold. Everything is shut down. Shut down. Yes, that's um, why I said I don't know if I, I don't know if I look forward to a snow day right now, especially being at you know Royals missed so much school from being sick this weekend. So I don't know. But she is getting better. She's getting back to her. We haven't had no school days. You know, the school system, a lot of them are fair amount of school days. School days. Yeah. So they haven't had no school days. I mean, snow days yet. So they're going to be all right by the time they enter the school year. There's half a day. Instead of them having half a day, you know, when we had a lot of snow last year, instead of having half a day, they had to go to school the whole day. So this year, if we don't get no snow by, I don't know. I don't know what it is because my little flower keep trying to grow and then it die. It get, it grow like what's going on? My little flower's trying to grow because we got a couple of warm days, then it rain, 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 then it get cold, and then I just look and she just my little purple flower just leaning on to the side because she don't know what to do because this weather is too inconsistent. <laughs> is crazy. Rain, cold, warm days. What in the world? I don't even know what to put on. Should I put on my big coat, my little coat? What? <laughs> yes, I said that, and I've said that. I've told that story multiple times where I got into it with the driver because of the weather. Because I said there is no seasons here in Virginia. It's just weather. 
Like, whatever the weather wants to be within the hour, that's what you're going to get. And he picked me up on a day where I had on my coat when I came out the house because it was so cold. Then I came out of the building where I was at. I was in here for about an hour, and I was literally sweating when I came out the building. And then it started to rain, and I didn't have an umbrella. And I was like, I don't know what to do <laughs> with my body. My body can't adjust. And he was like, we have weather. We have seasons. Ever since I was a little boy, and I'm like, sir, you're like 70. That was a long, long, long time ago. Like, it's so much going on in this world now, global warming and all things that's going on in the earth. Just face it. There are no seasons here anymore. It's just whatever the weather wants to do. No, it's not. I talk to my aunt all the time who live on the West Coast. She's like, uh, oh, my God, all this dust in Virginia is rain. <laughs> it rains all the time. I couldn't take it. Mm-mm. Hey, it See? rains a lot. It rains a lot here. But um, if you, I do. I watch, you know me, all talk of entries. I watch all kind of stuff. Uh, it's the way the Virginia sits on, on, I don't know, on Earth. We just get that, that, that. It, it says it's everything from everywhere. A little yeah. bit of everything from everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just passes by, passes by, passes by. Mm. But, um, a couple, hey, it's morning, man. What y'all doing? Raining. God. <laughs> Talk to my cousin from Georgia. Girl, what's going on? Raining. God, what are you talking about? <laughs> You know, being that we are talking about germs and health, there is an amazing dog named Stumpy. He's a white Labrador, and he is retiring from donating blood. A dog donate blood? Yes. There are multiple dogs that have um, blood donation, and this particular dog, Stumpy, he has saved over 120 dogs' lives by his blood donation. And he also provides a great service, him and a group of other dogs, by being able to sniff out fibro, um, cystic fibrosis. Oh. Yes. So he has performed his civic duty multiple times oh. in multiple ways. But he is retiring from blood donation. He's nine years old now. Oh, golly. Yeah, so his his blood donation days are over, but he will continue to uh, sniff out cystic fibrosis for those certain patients. I thought that was amazing. Yes, I had a story like that, too, with the lady. She said that she had a black mark on the back of her leg, and she didn't pay attention to it, but her dog kept on... uh, Licking it, licking it, licking it, and um. So when she finally went to the doctor, her regular um primary, he said he just wanted to take it for the sample, and it was skin cancer. Yep. See, and that that is one of the most amazing things an animal can do for you is to help you with your health. Yes. And so I find I find that you know when we have a pets in our lives, even though some of the things they might do may annoy us, we need to pay attention. 
Yeah. Because they could uh, be kind of one or something. <laughs> since I was small, you know, you got your old grandmother and great grandmother, you know, old miss. If you fall down, scrape your little knee, and then your dog comes licking it. Licking it. Let's go lick it. Something in the nation that's going to help help the healing. It ain't going to be a mark. I remember that. <laughs> yes. And it, and it is very true. Um, I dog sit. I am like my uh, best friend's dog's godmother. <laughs> so I dog sit for her quite often. And I hurt myself. I fell and I hurt myself. And she was very attentive. She was right on the area. She was sniffing the area. She kept trying to lick the area. And I kept saying, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, watch out. I'm good. But when I woke up the next morning, it had already began to heal. Yeah. Normally, it takes like days for it even to start the healing process. But it had already started to heal. So that part is true. I definitely, I would definitely say that part has been proven. That myth has been proven. Old wives tales or whatever they call it. Being a wives tales and it's, but you know what? I believe in them with, you know, them, oh, you know, especially from the elders. Right. Um, they tell you about certain medications and, we didn't have doctors. We used natural remedies. Uh-huh. I believe them natural remedies work. And see, when, okay, when my kids get sick, I don't like to always rush them to the doctor. I'll try every home remedy that I know of, that I know that works, that I've used for myself before I take them to the emergency room so they can catch something else or before I take them to the doctor. That's for all your ale. <laughs> yes. Now I I, I, I can understand why you get better with castor oil because you got to swallow that, and if you can hold it down, woo! <laughs> well, see, at castor oil, I that's not never a home remedy that I've used, but I use apple cider vinegar for a lot of things because apple cider vinegar definitely does help with a lot of different types of infections, like ear infections. Yes. I suffer from uh, a lot of ear infections ever since I was younger because I used to get my ears flushed when I was a kid. And when I moved to uh, Brooklyn, my primary care doctor was in Queens. And they were like, oh, you have to change your primary care doctor because you're no longer a resident of Queens. So I wasn't getting my ears cleaned routinely like I was when I was in Queens. And then I got a real bad ear infection. It left me slightly deaf in my left ear. But recently, I had a, a bout with an ear infection I felt coming on. And it was in my right ear. And I was like, I don't know what to do because I can't go to my primary care doctor right now. Not with the insurance that I have because it's only a certain amount of visits throughout the year. Right. So I was looking for home remedies. I was like to cure ear infections. I know about the um the peroxide. Um if you put peroxide on a um on a cotton ball and you sit it at the base of your ear, it's supposed to draw out any type of infection or anything in the ear. 
but I was like, I don't, I need to take something because it is, I've had this issue for like a week now. So I looked online and I was like, you know, home remedies for, because I asked my mom and my mom was like, just get some um, warm water and use it as a basin and, you know, try to flush your air out. And I was like, I don't want to do that, you know, right now because it hurts so much. Now, if it wasn't hurting, you know, I would, I wouldn't mind, but it, it was hurting too much. So I went and got the uh, online and it said use apple cider vinegar. And I was like, well, I use apple cider vinegar every day. I take a, a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar every day and drink with my water. Okay. Okay, you're right. So I was like, that is that is one of the things I haven't tried as far as you know for my ear. But I had to take it twice a day, and I want to say three days after I started taking the apple cider vinegar twice a day, my ear started to feel so much better. Yes, uh, uh, apple cider vinegar with the mother in it after say plus it be some kind of. Um, Antiseptic. I can't think of the name of it. That's why I supposed to help you lose weight, help you kill infections in your body, yep. kill black germs. That's why everybody was on the outside of vinegar drink for losing weight and everything. Yep, and it um, definitely does help. When I tell you, it definitely does help. It doesn't cure everything, and it doesn't work like a magic pill, but it definitely does help. Yeah. And well, now, okay, remedy that does work, especially for somebody if your tooth is hurting, uh, black tea. Black tea? I love tea. Black tea. If you have some black tea, um, you sip on the black tea, but you take the black tea bag and you wrap it up in the gauze and you put it on that tooth, it will, within, within five minutes, it will stop a toothache. It's supposed to absorb the pain. That's you can use uh you can use regular tea bags for that too, but black tea I guess it must be like a stronger herbal. Plant. Yes. Well, that is good to know. That's for my great great aunt. She told me that. Uh, oh, my two. Uh, um. Well, you know how you flush your teeth with your little thing, and I went too far and I had cut my gum. And you know, if you cut your gum, that's it. It hurts. Right. Go get some um. You love your tea, get some black tea and put it on there. And I did. Well, a lot of people don't know also milk. Milk helps it too. Um, my dentist told me that. Milk helps too. I don't know why. It's something the vitamin D is supposed to build strong bones. And you know, teeth are like bones. So it definitely helps. So I did the milk gauze and I did the black tea gauze. And I mean, it held it up. Well, that is good to know, shoot. Also, but be careful with drinking too much tea. You know, tea uh, blows your iron. Yes, but you know me, I I, I love my organic. I I love my organic Um, tea. I did my, um, everybody was on the apple cider vinegar thing. Now, it's the celery in the morning. I see my celery juice. You see me like celery? Yes, I do my celery juice <laughs> in the morning. Um, celery juice supposed to does a whole lot, like the apple cider vinegar. Yeah. But um, since I've been doing the celery juice for three weeks now, I do feel a lot better during the day. I feel like I got more energy during the day. 
Um, my face looks a little bit brighter than what it was. I feel good. I'm going to do it for two weeks. I'm going to stop and see what happens after, you know. And that's that's the problem that I read with all the reviews with the appetite of medical drink and the celery drink. What happens after you stop? Because celery is like you detoxing. The appetite of medical drink is like you detoxing. What happens when you stop? What happens? That's why I'm waiting to see. When you stop, you don't have as much of the effects as you do, but it depends on what you stop to do. Like if you stop just to stop and go back to your everyday diet, or if you stop to try something else, that's what you need to determine. So I'm going to stop and see what happens. And then I want to stop, pick it back up, I pick it back up. All right. And you know what else is good for skin? Broccoli is very good for skin. It has great um, particles in broccoli that helps you keep clear skin. That's why I eat a ton of broccoli every day. So if you are out there and you're trying to uh, clear skin, broccoli has a great particle in it that clears skin. I need some broccoli with some dip. <laughs> any any way you consume broccoli, you could be dipping it in something, or you could be blending it up. I put it in my smoothie. Okay. Yeah. So instead instead of like spinach, sometimes I'll do broccoli with my. Smoothie. I do the spinach. Uh, I do the spinach and the kale if I would make a uh, smoothie. Spinach and kale. But I'm saying broccoli does a great. It's a great uh, smoothie make too. The frozen broccoli. Yeah. Thank you for the info. I'm going to try that. No problem. And when we come back, we're going to talk about our question of the week and go over a new question of the week. Hey, Cooking with Positivity family. Be sure to tune in on Thursday where we take it back. We'll break down some of our favorite old school jams, the artists who made them huge and what they mean to us. With some fun along the ride. Be sure to join us right here on Cooking with Positivity. Are you an artist looking for some exposure or do you have a project you would like to promote? Maybe you would like to be interviewed. Send us an email at cookingwithpositivity at gmail.com so we can help you reach for the stars. Welcome back, guys. Now, last week, we talked about Snoop Dogg and Gail King. And our question of the week was, did you guys feel like Snoop Dogg threatened Gail King? Now, I myself said no. I don't feel like he threatened her. And Kim, if I'm not mistaken, you said the same thing. Right. Now, obviously, our listeners feel the same way because we had a flood of votes for this question. And 32 of you guys said no. Four of you guys said yes. But I feel like his apology addressed why those four people felt like he threatened her. Okay. Now, he did. Yes. Back in the podcast because Snoop Dogg's mother told him to. No. He still listened to his mother. 
he said he said she had a conversation with him for sure and asked him how would he feel if somebody any man addressed her like that and she's right because the tone he used and the language he used was a bit aggressive now I'm not I'm not going to dispute that he had a great point his points are very valid and I'm not going to dispute that he shouldn't have said anything because I feel like he definitely should have. I feel like everybody in the community who felt slighted and disrespected should have spoke up. And do I think he threatened her? No, I didn't hear him threaten her. I didn't, I didn't hear him say he was going to cause physical harm to her. So no, I don't feel like he threatened her. Right? But there was a tone that was used that he apologized for. And he explained that he does not want anything to happen to Gail King. He doesn't want any harm to come to her. He wasn't raised like that. He's a nonviolent person. No matter what the media try to ping him as. So okay. he said he, he needed to apologize. And I feel, I feel like this is the running theme with our stories. Whenever we report on something, <laughs> they go apologize, and then we have to talk about that, you know, the following week. Yeah. So I think I, um, no, I don't think that he um, threatened her to harm, harm her in any way. Right. But, you know, I feel like when you're upset, when you're emotional, it does come off to be, because I, I myself, I'm upset. Ooh, yeah, I, ooh, I'm upset. So your tone is a little <laughs> bit more harsh. So, like I said, y'all don't want to see that side of me, because that side of me is not the side that you see every day. Right. So, but <laughs> when you upset, your tone can come off as they say, uh, aggressive. So I think that he being upset. Maybe it did come off as being aggressive. Maybe, yeah, he was aggressive, but as him threatening her, no. I just thought that upset, we get a little bit more bass, we get a little bit more louder, and this is what it is. And I think, I think as African Americans, we have a responsibility to us as a people. Period. No matter how you are approaching it, no matter what your job is, we have a responsibility to each other. Yes, we do. And about her asking that question, because I saw a lot of comments, again, saying that, how can you threaten her? How can you let someone threaten this black queen? And it wasn't a threat. I think that's what the verbiage throw-off is, is that he threatened her. And it wasn't a threat. It was a passion statement. Yes. As to her attacking her own. Because when she interviews people of other races who are affiliated with or the actual person that's done these heinous acts and committed certain crimes, she doesn't ask those type of questions. No, she does not. 
And and we all have heard what certain people have said about women. Right. And she didn't speak on it when they are a different race, Caucasian. And Kobe Bryant is not here to defend himself. That's another issue that has taken place because you could ask this to him. You could have sat down and had an interview with him any time prior to this. Well, I think this is true. But after all that incident that happened with Kobe Bryant, he said that he did not realize that after he sat in that courtroom and heard, I'm going to call her the victim, because she was a victim at that time, that he actually heard her. Right. That he actually heard how she felt. He truly apologized for his actions in that room. And how many years ago was that? Um, how many other well-known football, basketball, whoever? I have never heard them come out and say, okay, I heard the victim impact, and I felt what they were saying. I understood it, and for my actions, I'm truly sorry. I haven't heard nobody yet say that but Kobe Bryant. And you probably never will. But my thing is because a lot of people that came to her defense said she was doing her job. Her job is to ask Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant's trial that he was acquitted on. Everything was settled and it's happened years ago. That was not your job. Now, had your production. She was going off for that question because that's what they weren't going to talk about that. They were going to talk about exactly what he's accomplished in his life, the organizations, the communities that he has built. They were, that was that threw her off, and that's what I'm saying. So, how is it her job to ask those derogatory questions and ask about the issue? Even though Lisa Leslie kept her composure, she was very professional, and yeah. she continued with the interview. That does not give you the right to even bring it up. So, with that being said, we're gonna move on to our new question of the week because I saw this in the headlines when I was, you know, doing research for this episode. And the question is, do you think kids and animals should be put to work? Now, we talked about the amazing uh, kids who created things and who have businesses and things like that. But they're not old enough to, you know, receive that money themselves they're not old enough to file taxes most of that has to go through their parents and the same with animals they don't have no say so pretty much in the situation when they're putting dog shows and they're you know doing anything to make money for the household so the question is do you think kids and animals should be put to work kim your thoughts My thought on that is, um, that's a tough question for me. Because we just talk about the United States, because we know that as many children around the world work. Right. They call it, um, daggone, it just set my mind. Yes, many children, ages work, China children work, Africa children work, other countries children work. But, um, and they work young. Um, right. But 
in the United States, you got to be 15 to get a, a work permit to work at McDonald's or Burger King. Right. Why? So I feel like, um, yeah, because I remember growing up, I had chores to do when I was small. Clean your room up. Sweet vacuum. Well, we, we, I ain't gonna let me come back. We're gonna talk about our TV talk. We here at Cooking with Positivity are huge on causes that help build up the community and the people in it. We have partnered with Lashbinder, a brand created by celebrity makeup artist Cassandra McClure, who has created the world's quickest, easiest, and safest tool to apply strip lashes so easily a five-year-old can do it. With every tool sold, a patient who has lost their lashes due to chemotherapy will receive a free lash binder with the buy one, give one campaign. So stop by lashbinder.com and use the code Cooking with Positivity to receive $5 off and give the gift of beauty to a brave survivor today. Are you loving what you're hearing and want to hear more? Be sure to check out this amazing, inspiring, and up-and-coming artist and songwriter, Jay Queen. She can be found on Beat Chain, Facebook, and YouTube. Welcome back, guys. Now, uh, last week, we talked about a few different shows. So we're not going to go over all of the shows that we talked about last week. We're just going to go over the highlights. Because Sport Life came on last week. It was the series premiere, season premiere, whatever you want to call it. And it's putting a lot of people in the mindset of Michael B. Jordan's new movie and Jamie Foxx's new movie because it's African-American man fighting the injustice of the justice system. Now, this show is produced and created by uh, 50 Cent and is based on a true life story. Right. And it comes on again tonight at 8 o'clock on NBC. Now, what I like about this is Although this man is fighting for justice for his fellow inmates, he's still incarcerated. He's literally leaving the jail, changing in the courtroom, and going back to jail after he defended this person and got them out. And I found that to be amazing because that is something so selfless for someone to do. Knowing that you have to go back to a jail cell, you will still fight to help get these other people out. What do you think about that, Kim? Because I no, that's what I'm talking about. That I feel no, 
that, that is his passion. Regardless, regardless that he's going back to the jail cell, he's doing, he's still doing his passion, which is law. Um, what is the difference between he going back to jail and we have a lot of white collar crimes, usually Caucasians, who are doctors that goes to the, as we call them, uh, spa jail, and they are released during the day to go do their job, if they're a doctor, and then go to the spa jail at night. It's no, it's no difference. Mm-hmm. So they already speak about that. No, and I don't think I don't think that is a story that ever really will be told because nobody wants to shine a light on that. But I'm so happy that Fifty Cent actually um, was able to get this show started because it shines a light on this amazing story. Yet again, it's another amazing story about African Americans in the justice system yeah. trying to make change. And that's exactly what we need in this day and age. With everything we have going on in the world, we need to find a way to make change. So I find that that is the means. And also another show that we talked about last week. What's the next show? Love is Blind on Netflix. I told you guys. I told you I was going to binge watch it, which I did end up. All right. Listen, this show is, again, okay, so it's what we talked about and what I felt it was, it's like the sister show to uh, Married at First Sight. The only difference is you only communicate with this person in a pod. So you're sitting in the pod, you're getting to know the person in the pod without seeing them. So you having conversations. And you have the, all the whole time that you're in this pod to make a decision if you would accept the proposal from this person or not on the other side of this pod. This is based on not seeing what they physically look like. And that is Love is Blind. That's hence the name, Love is Blind, because you don't see the person until after they propose. Okay, it reminds me of a catfish. No, see how okay. How is it a catfish if this person is being upfront with you? The only thing that you're not gonna get is the physical until after you've gotten to know them on a personal level and you feel like you you're a catfish but you just not sending nobody no money. That's all. Oh my gosh. I felt I I found the show amazing. I felt I got I found myself so invested that I binge-watched everything Saturday. I didn't watch anything else. I couldn't watch anything else until I finished. And it's not over because it's, uh, it's three weeks. So this was week one. Well, last week was week one. And the new episode is going to come out this week. This is after, you know, they accepted the proposal and they went on like a pre-honeymoon type thing so they can get the physical to match the emotional and determine if they want to get married or not. So I am excited to see what comes next. Okay. I still say no. I think I think you should watch it. I really think you would change your mind because it is a amazing experience experiment because we're so 
caught up in social media and having access. They don't have their phones. So they're not able to go to their social media and try to search up this person and get all the information on them. They literally have to sit, have conversations, and get to know these people on a different level. And I thought that was amazing because I feel like that's what we lack in a lot nowadays. That's why people are still getting catfished and why people are still, you know, out okay. here in this well, world. <laughs> okay, you say you were so invested in it. I was. So I'm going to ask you this question. After they did their parting and it was time for them to meet, did you see any facial reactions when they, they actually met each other? Like, oh, hell no. I mean, did you ever, did you see that? Or, oh, yeah. I mean, did, what facial reactions did you see? Okay. So, I didn't see any, oh, hell no reactions, right? And I'm trying not to give away the show too much because if you are going to watch it, or if, you know, our listeners are going to watch it, they want to see, you know, everything unfold. But there was a situation where a young lady had multiple options. I want to say that. And when she felt like one of the options or two of the options weren't working, she went to her backup option. And they, in, in the end, they get to see most of the options at the end. So let's just say she was not happy with the decision that she made. Can you tell about her face expression? You can tell it by her body language and what she was saying to her option that she chose. Okay, so her body language and her facial expression with more of her body language is like, oh, no, I didn't pick this. But she, but she, but she liked it through all the emotional talking. But yeah, she, okay. Okay, because I'm trying trying not to give it away too much, but she liked it until she was able to see her other options. So she reverted back to strictly physical, pretty much. Okay. But it was only one. There was only one that was like that. But it's so much other relationship hurdles and things that went on. So I think you guys should check it out because it is binge worthy for sure. Mm-hmm. And it is very interesting. And I still watch Married at First Sight. So I'm. Yeah. I still watch Married at First Sight. I'm watching the new season <laughs> right now. And it is just as intriguing and I'm just as invested as I was last season. <laughs> okay. So make sure you guys are checking out these shows and make sure you guys tell us what you're watching. And also, we have our Positively Unmasked on Fridays. So make sure you tell me your predictions and let me know who you think is under the mask. And we'll talk about it on Friday. All right. Now, when we come back, I'm going to leave you guys with a positive note. We here at Cooking with Positivity love to support those who support us. Be sure to tune in for our Fun Free Friday episode where you can be a Fun Free Friday raffle winner and win fun prizes from my business, Lisa Deshawn's business, as well as some of our sponsors and some Cooking with Positivity merch. Happy listening.
Are you guys enjoying this episode and want to be a part of the show? Be sure to like, subscribe, favorite, share, and follow us on all social media platforms that involve cooking with positivity. We can be found on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, and YouTube under Zykea McCoy. Also on Facebook at Zykea McCoy Inc. Cooking with Positivity, the podcast page, as well as Cooking with Positivity listeners and guest connection group. And ZykeaMcCoy.com. So make sure you join this positive movement. We would love to hear your story. Welcome back, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And be sure to tune in tomorrow for host chat and a riveting interview. And I'm going to leave you guys with this positive note. Love is love. No matter who you love, no matter what you love, love is love. So love it and love love. And I hope you guys have a positive rest of your day.